Wait, Rush, you mean like took two hobbles instead of one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was horrible. Ring that bell for Sarah. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start. Welcome to the Ewing Barbecue, where we might be going into a full-blown psychotic depression. We're not sure. My name is Mary. And I'm Sarah. I'm Josh, and I am stockpiling oil this week. Ooh. <laughs> I'm Melanie. How y'all doing? How Shit. you doing? What are y'all doing? <laughs> Thank you, Leslie Jordan. <laughs> well, hello there, fellow hunkadoners. <laughs> Uh, I'm tired. I just got here from Pilates, and so I'm drinking a Mike's Hard Lemonade because I deserve it. God damn it. <laughs> Rockstar. You're very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not motivated. You're, you good willpower. I do not. I just can't go to a class. I can't commit myself. So my willpower is not wanting to pay more money. So you, I pay for like a pass to go, and then once you register, if you don't cancel within eight hours, you owe them $20. Oh, so that's my willpower to go. Several times I'd be like, well, maybe I'll just don't go. But I'm like, ugh, 20 bucks. No yeah. way. I'm going. Well, that's money that could be spent on something else instead of flush down the toilet right. if you don't go. So exactly. you're better off. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm too yeah. cheap. I have to go. So it's my way of keeping myself accountable. <laughs> that's a good idea, actually. You can well, spend quick- that on the bourbon fund. <laughs> That is that is also true. Our long defunct bourbon fund. Uh, speaking of bourbon fund, I want to give a, a new bourbon fund is the Patreon. So I'd like to give a huge shout out to our members: Brendan Fillick, Captain America, Sheen Pie, Laura Bernheim, Brad Maholland, Anita Wren, and Kirsten Carlano. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And also, and, before we go any further, I wanted to. Uh, tell you guys about a show that was recommended to me it's on hulu that is set in 1980 and they talk about dallas for several episodes it's like a thing the characters are talking about um like Kristen and sue ellen and it's amazing and Mm. and you should totally watch it it's five episodes long it's called candy it's based on a true story it stars jessica beale and justin watched it Justin Timberlake is in it, but uncredited. It's amazing. You should watch it. But Doesn't you don't realize have... him until a couple episodes in. I didn't even yeah, recognize yeah. him. I, I was like, is that Justin Timberlake? And I wasn't sure. And I looked it up on IMDb and it didn't say anything. And my husband's like, no, no, that's Justin Timberlake. It is totally uh, based on a true story. Yeah, it is. So he's working, he's working with his wife. It's got yeah. Jason Rutter and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Raul Esparza, Barbara from SVU. It's so good. Oh, and it says that a lot of... It's based on a true story that took place in Wiley, Texas. So that's right by oh. South Fork. And so the people mm-hmm. that do that are 80s Life, Instagram, and YouTube channel, which we talked about last week, uh, they actually did a little, they go do like tours of the real locations as well as like South Fork and all the Dallas locations. So oh. double yeah, plug, go watch it. With Justin and Jessica Timberlake. Oh. Yeah. Okay, Ooh, why does this premise sound very much like the thing about Pam? Holy it's, shit. It's it's sort of like the thing about a Pam. A little bit. Can yeah. you break the premise? With terrible, what is with terrible friends in the Midwest, y'all? Just Well, damn. that's not Midwest. That's Texas. Or I'm sorry, Tornado do, Alley. Let me get them a little Do you want to read, read the premise very quickly? Uh, basically, from what from what I just saw on, on IMDb, um, this guy can't get a hold of his wife and yeah. their next door neighbor and friend was watching their oldest their daughter and she and, murdered her with an ex. Well, you uh, should totally don't read too much. My friend said, don't look at anything. Just watch yeah. it. It's five episodes. The less you know, the better it is going in. Yeah. Because you so, don't really know. You're like, you would think any of that would happen. Like if you watch the first episode or two and you're like, what the fuck? And it's just, right. it's weird. Another one really quick. It's called, it's just called candy on Apple candy. Mm-hmm. It's on oh, Hulu. I don't have Apple. Uh, candy no, no, Apple. Yeah. If you have, if you have Apple, uh, there's a show called physical and it's based in the eighties and it's so I, good. I, I love okay. it. It's about aerobics and she's going on her own independent woman. And her husband is, do they use Olivia Newton John's uh, music in it too? One of her songs is in it, but it's real good. I'm, a, I'm obsessed with it. Awesome. What about birthdays? 
No birthdays to report this week. No birthdays. Wow. Damn. All right. Well, then we can get straight into it. Because tonight we're talking about Season 5, Episode 7, Episode 84 of the series, Blocked. What is it, Dan? You found out what's happened with the shipments of crude? My crew's been bought up and diverted. This birth certificate means Kristen had a baby. Bobby, that girl was fooling around with maybe a dozen guys. Including you? I flew in early this morning to try to find out exactly what you hope to accomplish by shutting down Farlow Refineries. Perhaps you ought to be a little more concerned about our son. Send it back home where he belongs. Daddy, when you get home, John Ross will be here. And we'll just be one big happy family again. It was written by Arthur Bernard Lewis, directed by Irving J. Moore, and aired November 20th, 1981. And also on November 20th, 1981, and this goes along with what we were just saying, the number one billboard hit in the U.S. was Physical by Olivia Newton-John. And it was seven days before (laughs) my birthday. (laughs) And uh, the number one film is still Time Bandits. Uh, that Terry Gilliam film with Sean Connery, Shelley Duvall, and John Cleese, which I have not seen. I watched the trailer oh, and was there. like, mm, I don't know. Shelley, du- <laughs> Shelley Duvall of like olive oil fame from Popeye? Yeah, that's of a, the Shining Shining? Thing. Yes. Yep, yep. Oh. News stories this week. Uh, the Reverend Robert Bradford, 40, member of the United Kingdom House of Commons for South Belfast, Northern Ireland, was assassinated by three Irish uh-huh. Republican Army members. The wedding of Luke and Laura was watched by 14 million households um, from General Hospital, setting a record. Still standing for an episode on a daytime television show. And uh, this is something that I guess you guys up in New England might know about that I've literally never heard of. Um, The U.S.-Canada Boundary Settlement Treaty for the Gulf of Maine went into effect. Never heard of it. Uh, (laughs) Me either. Of course, I'm not too... um Geography. Melanie, that, Melanie that's, that, that was your state. Do you know anything about that? I didn't know we had any, like... Have you, have you heard of it? No? Discrepancies in the 1900s about borderlines between the U.S. and Canada, but I guess the more you know. I actually got to see know. what this Gulf of Maine is. Hold on. I mean, this is yeah, this is sad. Do. This is so is sad. Is that like near Nova Scotia or something like that? <sighs> nope. Gulf Nova of Scotia. Maine. I mean... Maine isn't that close to Nova Scotia, is it? That's Wait, my geography. Song? No, uh, Ooh, what actually, song is that it word is. In? The Gulf is of Maine is between Maine and Nova Scotia. Well, <laughs> well, <Okay. damn. laughs> so Canada wanted. Which, wow, we fought with. Can- Why do we fight with Canada ever? That's just dumb. What's this all about? The, Boston get, always gets its. Um, Tree, big Christmas tree for the city from Nova Scotia every year. What song is that uh, from? What? Carly Simon. He flew your plane up to Nova Nova Scotia. Scotia. (laughs) (laughs) I knew I'd heard that word before. Sarah, you're so vain. You're so vain. I went to Nova Scotia once. I was in the airport when I was flying to Germany in high school. We had a layover in Nova Scotia. It was a very small airport. That, That word is so weird. So I don't know if I told you guys this story, but um, there's a, there was, I guess, or maybe still is a wax museum out on Prince Edward Island. And my grandparents went out there in 1985 and took a whole bunch of pictures. And then my grandmother somehow rewound the film and used it again. So there's all these double exposures of like wax figures and my grandfather building their, um, like, (laughs) Cabin in Northern Maine. Oh like, my god! Like, I love double exposure shit. There's a whole. You, you still have these pictures? They're so funny. It's like you oh know, three god. ex-presidents helping my grandfather shingle the roof, and then there's Aunt, there's <laughs> Anne of Green awesome. Gables like sitting on his lap at the table. It's so funny. Yeah. Oh my oh god! Oh my god! Yeah. That sound amazing. I'll have to find them. You have to find, you like, have to find asked, these. I have to. I asked my mom and dad when they moved down here. I was like, "Did you get the photo album? You know the one I'm talking oh my about." God. <laughs> Mom's also, like, oh, yeah, we got it. Also, a fun fact that I actually, and this is probably maybe common knowledge to everyone, but literally blew my stupid mind, was that Nova Scotia actually means New Scotland. Yeah. 
because that's where the Nova, Scot- new, a, lo- yeah. a lot of the Scottish settlers went over there. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I never thought about that once before in my life. But the no, more you know. Has, that, has anyone <laughs> hung up, how to hung out up there or been up there for an extended time at all? Oh, only at the airport. No, I want only to go because I want to go to where the Titanic um Survive or not survivors? Ooh. Where the where the the graveyard is for all of the people who the they bodies washed any... ashore. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I thought. Yeah, did they all? Did they wash ashore there, or did they um, just well, they, bury? They were. Did they bury them there? They because... were buried. They were buried okay. there. The ones that were not so gross that they just sent them out to sea, which they did for several of them. But if they were able to take the bodies back, they took them back A to burial. Yeah, Nova Scotia. I did not know that. I thought well, they now buried, it's even creepier to me. I thought it was like a like a mass grave kind of thing, like you know where uh-uh. they. No, they all have the ones. There's ones that like they don't. They'll just be like baby or whatever. But they they have actual graves for several. Some of them are brought back to New York, and then some of them were more buried in Nova Scotia. Okay, oh, Nova Scotia. I know way too much random trivia about the Titanic. Sorry, I love the Titanic. I, I feel so. like I did back in the day, but I didn't know what they did with. Like the dead besides um, the Nova Scotia cemetery. Oh, there's that wow. one. Well, I do know I, that the. Uh, I never really thought about what they did with the dead. I just thought they, they were down at the bottom the of the ocean. They made. I do know. This is another fun fact that they made. Uh, they put like ice in a building in New York, and they made that into a temporary morgue for a lot of those bodies. And it's the same place that they later, it's a theater now, and where they performed Hedwig and the Angry Inch for the first time. In Is it haunted? I don't know. Probably. I love haunted shit. I feel like at all those hotels we were talking, like, Ooh, well, yes. I told Mary I wanted to go stay in, we us pick like three hotels and go stay in haunted hotels across the U.S. Just pick them. Totally. Pieces. I would totally do that. Because they have like a top 10. We got so incredibly off topic. Sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, that all happened in uh, November of ninety or eighty-one, and on Dallas, this episode was number one for the week. Now, an interesting fact is that while Susan Howard loved when Lenny Katzman directed, her favorite director was Irvin Moore. And this episode happened to be directed by Moore, but it also featured one of several confrontations between Jr. and Donna, and. Susan always respected Larry, and she thought that he succeeded as Jr. because he always played those scenes very tongue-in-cheek, and he could be deadly serious, and then he could be very tender, which absolutely disrupted every evil thought you ever had about Jr. Yes. Very true. Which is part of the great layering of the character, and... Obviously, Larry brought a lot of that to the character himself, and uh, I'm sure if Robert Foxworth was playing this role, who it was originally written for, it was not meant uh, for him. It would not be the same. No, Mm-mm. and Larry would have gone on to Waverly Wonders and been canceled after a year. But that went to Joe Namath. So on we on we roll. All right, so we open on Afton singing. So we have to drink right away. Jesus, her mm. is singing. Mm-hmm. And she's not singing "Steal Me Away." She's not. No, I forget to write down which song she was stealing, stealing, singing, stealing, stealing away. She was not stealing away, as it were. Um, but anyway, she's singing, and then Jr. comes in, and he's really like abrupt with her. Well, she's been very cold to Va- uh, Von Leland, who actually makes her skin crawl. Right. She's like that. I didn't have a problem with Cliff because you know she's probably she's a little attracted to Cliff, so she was like that was fine. But Von Leland's gross. He's like a gross old man. Oh, he's disgusting. She's, yeah, and Jr.'s disgusting he is. too. Yeah, he's like well, well, we call Jr. and Swell and Sugar and Slick, but Von Leland was an oil slick himself. She's like, he he's just, just gross. Dis- and she, Jr. doesn't give a fuck. He's like I don't I don't care like. Unless you want to lose all of the things that I've given you and all the stuff I promised you for the future, then you're going to do it. And yeah. she's just like, Ugh, okay. You're going to put out, woman. Right. Because you want to keep that man happy. It's disgusting. I feel, I feel bad for her in this scene because it's gross. I feel gross, dirty. Gross, gross. Yeah, because it is dirty. It's gross. Did we all feel like we needed to wash after 
watching that scene? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like, the, like, the, like when John Candy told the kids to go wash in the great outdoors after they had the picture taken with the dead birthday guy <laughs> at the lodge. I love crackers. <laughs> I know. A long time since I saw that. Uh, Jerry, you're a pig. Yes. Um, so then we cut to uh, Bobby cornering Jordan. As he shows Jordan him. is snippy with Bobby right out of the gate. Oh, yeah. He's totally snippy. And, what does uh, he have to be snippy with Bobby about? Bobby wasn't. I don't Bobby's know. Bobby's not JR. Yeah, I don't know why he's. Maybe because Bobby's like insistent upon meeting with him or something. I don't know. He's, he's His pretty, last name is he, Ewing. Like, he's kind yeah. of snippy with but him. Bobby though. was the good brother. JR was the bad brother. Yeah. Jordan, it depends. Jordan got time. It does depends depend. which way the wind blows, I guess. It does huh? depend. <laughs> Um, but he, so he, I guess he probably knew something was up because Bobby just brings up like all the records, like, here's all your payments to Kristen. Here's the birth certificate. What do you got to say about that? $2,000 seems to be the common theme among the money that uh, Kristen has been getting. Yeah. 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 And it's the same amount that Faraday always wants from Bobby. $2,000. Right. Why not 5,000? Why not three? Why not 2,500? Why not 10,000? It's an even round number that works just know. perfect. Yeah. Um, so then Jordan was just like, yeah, I was giving her the money, but I don't necessarily, I know that I'm a father because she was messing around with like up to a dozen men in town, but he oh, admits he was dozen. one of them. A dozen. Um, That's an interesting number because I remember Sue Ellen screaming at JR. It could have been. Oh, I thought she said a dozen. T- no, she said one of ten, one of a hundred guys. Never mind. Scratch that. The <laughs> point is that Kristen was, Kristen was uh, you know, her, her garage was open for any car that needed to she, park. He, oh, he, he was like, <laughs> hey, I'm pretty sure she was sleeping with other people than me. So it is not necessarily my kid. But my I can't let my wife find out about this because if I do, my marriage is over. And I, I don't want that, hap- that to happen, so I paid her. And isn't he married to well, a really was a, young girl with a baby now, too? Yeah. Sarah, wasn't it? Yes. Wasn't her name Sarah? Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, hello there. And I said, you men are all idiots, and Bobby's right. But, all of them. All of them, like, mess I mean, around where they don't need to be messing around. And, oh, but don't tell my wife. Fuck you, dude. Play right. with fire. You're going to get burnt, motherfucker. Right? Mm-hmm. Kristen had that thing with that, uh, what was it, like Terry Milligan, was it, or something like that, when JR had him terminated from his job in the hotel room? Yeah. Yeah, kind of, but that was like her, that was wasn't like that her, her old, old boyfriend? Yeah, yeah. Or he came, yeah, he came from the, California or something like that. Yeah. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy or something. Rudy. Rudy Millington Rudy, or something? Yeah, yeah. Again, that's like yeah. the name for Ed. Again. <laughs> yeah, but the, 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 the point is she... And when, once she got to when she was on Knott's Landing, she was going after um, Kenny Ward in that episode. So Kenny, she stayed with Val. Right, and but she, she was, was already pregnant after, at that point. So mm, you know, not gonna true. But it it just goes to her pattern of sleeping around, as opposed to the, all the random dudes sleeping around. You know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Double yeah. standards much. Uh, bo- right. Uh, Bobby said that Jordan had a responsibility uh, that needed if, – if, if it is his kid. the child was his. Right, right, yeah. right. And, but Jordan doesn't want a scandal. Right, um, he does. He, he definitely does not want a scandal. <laughs> and Jordan, you should have kept it in your pants. Yeah, for you sure. You should have kept it in your pants. I want to know how old Jordan is because he looks about 75. And but I don't would, think they like want him to be that age though, but, but he looks that age. He does. He for sure does. Did they ever say it? I just know his wife's way younger no. than him. Yeah, no, they don't say. Well, Don Starr was old when he was on started on there. So. Right. Ugh. So anyway, we cut to the Southern Cross uh, where we see Dusty spying Sue Ellen visiting with his horse. Aww. And he's not wearing an ascot this time. Mm-hmm. I did he's not notice. Not I should have. Good call. He's holding his leg but not using a cane. Yeah, he's getting better, I think. He's getting a little better every day. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to but, laugh. But the, as Sarah would say, the danger noodle or nope rope is not right. getting it's better. It's still not functioning properly. Yeah, that we know of anyway. Right. Yeah, it's not It's not doing its thing. There's 
There's no uh, slithering of the snake in the grass. Not, no. <laughs> uh, so then he asks her why she isn't riding his horse, and she's basically like, I'm not going to ride him. Because it doesn't work. <laughs> sorry, that was just a walk right into that. No, sorry. Yeah, you're right. I, nope, you're totally right. Uh, Mary, you, op- Mary, you opened the door. I did. I did. Why aren't you riding my horse? Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I oh, my um, God. <laughs> okay, sorry. She says, like, because I Hung see like one. I see you Hung look like at no. me when I'm riding it and, like, <laughs> oh, my God. And I didn't even – I think this is subtext that I completely missed while I was watching the show. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I just have a fucking dirty mind. I can't help no, it. It's just funny. this was subtext that I totally yeah, missed. Yeah, now I got to go back and watch it again and see if I really right? heard this right. Oh, my God, because he did say his horse. In the and yeah, why you he did. Why aren't you riding my horse? And she's like, I I'm not because I horse. see how like you look at me and you want to do that. Oh my god, this was subtext. I totally, totally missed. Yep. And then he's like, oh, no, it's fine. especially Other when there's the euphemism. Horses. Especially <laughs> when there's the euphemism of being hung like a horse. Too. This god. whole euphemism for masturbation. I bet it is, and I totally oh, missed it. Lord, Tee-hee. I bet it is. Oh my god. Oh my god. That I am awesome. That is awesome. Anyway. And now you know. Everyone knows. And now we know. Um, <laughs> so then Clayton comes out, and uh, a guest arrives, and um, he, they— Joe, Joe, Joe Peralt or something like that from Galveston? Okay. And he, he informs Clayton that they're having a lot of trouble getting oil, oil at the refinery. Now, weren't he and Dusty— trying to get to the bottom of this at the end of the last episode? I think, so. yes. I think they, it was a little problem where they they knew it was a little problem at first, but now it's like a bigger problem. Like it's becoming a really big problem because they, they're continuing not to be able to get it. Cause I think at first they were like, Oh, we're not getting it from this place, but we still have all these other places we're going to get it from. So we won't worry. Right. Cause now he left worrying. Sue Ellen, John Ross, Miss Ellie and uh, Jock's race car out at the picnic table near the pool when he and Dusty went inside to figure out what the problem was in the last episode. Right. And it's just continuing to be a problem. And so... Apparently. Clayton's going to look into it. He's going to get to the bottom of it. I'm going to look into it like I did a cop. And then JR is going to tell uh, Jack Williamson that his money is on the way and... Wasn't he already leaving town, though? Williamson? Yeah, but I well, think he's literally, like, got his bags packed next to him at his desk. Because he's like, I'm on my way to the Virgin Islands because I am not going to be around when Clayton finds out. So, sorry. He was, on his, he was on his way to the Virgin Islands in the last episode, too. So Did he specifically uh, say the Virgin Islands last time? Or, where, or wherever he, he was he going. He said he was going to leave town when this happened. It's happened. So now he like literally has his bag packed. He's on his way to the fucking airport because he doesn't want any part of Clayton. She's. I thought he was already out of town the last episode, but no. oh well. Okay. Um. Just... And then Jr. says to the air, "Farlow gets his oil when I get my hands back on my son." That is a mustache <laughs> twirl moment. Yes, it, it is. I'll get you. Gadget next time. I love that show. Go, go, gadget legs. <laughs> and then we have, then we move Ray and Donna's storyline forward with them meeting with Walter Shear at the Cattleman's Club. And they're going to go down to San Antonio the day after tomorrow to inspect the, and he wants to call it Krebs Park Villas. Right. Oh, poor Ray. All right. Oh, right. All right. And then Cliff and Rebecca are visiting Pam. Uh, they let her know that Catherine is back in New York. Um, but Pam really wishes she had stayed and gotten to, like, know her better. And Cliff is like, yeah, you can go visit her there. <laughs> I think we're really starting to get the feeling like Cliff and Catherine didn't really get off on the right foot. Yeah. Well, Catherine's complaining about her father's furniture and th- yeah. this thing and yeah. that thing and just. She's but, kind of um, a bitch. Yeah, because Pam said, well, Cliff, couldn't you have, don't you know people in the 
broadcast industry? Couldn't you have gotten her? Why would Cliff know anybody in the broadcast industry? Because he was all a, this a, running a for his Well, he was a politician, so I'm guessing he knew the media. And yeah. he did TV spots sense. when he was running for – yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With those, with those uh, student council made yes. signs? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and then they ask how Pam is. She says she's doing fine, and she's like – what I tried to do on that roof was foolish. It wasn't like I was suicidal or anything. And it was like, what the fuck are you talking? Like, who? Yeah, you were actually, dumbass. You literally took a flying leap to jump off the roof and Bobby caught you. So I believe that does mean you're suicidal. What are you even talking about? Yeah, your husband saved your life. I have, I, 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 I don't understand. I don't recall. Did she well, say she that? Says, when, well, she doesn't she did say that specifically. She does say that uh, Dr. Conrad wants her to talk about her childhood, but she can't remember anything, which is a huge signal that there is childhood trauma. Because when exactly. you have childhood trauma, you block it out. So you mm-hmm. don't remember it. Right. Right. When we learn that Rebecca remembers her starting to walk at 10 months old, which I, is that is that a tad young? No, my daughter's nine months. Yeah. Anthony, but Anthony was a year. I mean, it is young. It's, it's, I've never known anybody at 10 months. I think that's, at least around here, that seems a little young. I was 10 or 11 months. It can go anywhere from like 9 to even after a year. So yeah. it varies mm. on the kid. And then she asks about uh, when she started talking. And Cliff said that uh, Aunt Maggie couldn't couldn't get her to shut up or stop babbling or whatever. Right. And she says Aunt Maggie. And then she immediately like. Start staring off into space and getting crazy eyes again. And uh, see, whoops, and red flags. Rebecca, Rebecca just looks at Cliff like, "What are you doing? Shut up!" <laughs> and then they red have flags, to take flags. They have to take Pam away, and Rebecca just looks really guilty and miserable. Wow. I, I, mm-hmm. I feel stupid because I put down, oh, Pam looks like she's a little better. And then, like, it was like, <laughs> oh, like instant <laughs> deflate. Right, right. Well, she well. she did it for a second and then, no, not not at all. Well, that you thought <sighs> she was. It's like, it's like blowing up the balloon and then letting the air out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then we get our momentary update on Lucy and Mitch, where we find out. That he's taking Dr. Waring's offer to be a intern or an, no, is it an intern internship? Yeah. Doing his internship in plastic surgery. Yeah. Yeah. And that she's leaving to go, um, to Houston for personal appearances for Miss Young Dallas. Ward headquarters. Yes. Yes. And I mean, that's kind of it. I, 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 I get the feeling that. It's like having two shows within Dallas. It's like a little side show with Lucy and Mitch mm-hmm. and then the rest of the family doing. Yeah, they don't really interact with anybody else. That's the problem. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But that's why they were like writing her out. And they, they did that to themselves because they could have they found did. some storylines for them or her yeah, or did. something. Yeah, they could have. And they just did not. They could have gotten her involved in Ewing Oil at certain I, points. That's what well, I think. I always thought that. Definitely. Uh, yeah. So we cut to Southern Cross, um, and Clayton has found out that someone has bought all of his oil and is diverting it. And we have to figure out who, you know, who did it. Clayton who says he be? has like, suspicions, but, you know, he can't prove anything. He can't confirm it. Oh, Sue Ellen knows exactly who it is. When I do, there's going to be hell to pay. Yeah. The, Sue Ellen is just like, like, like mm. mm-hmm. There's going to be hell to pay when I find out. Oh, Howard Keel. I would love to have seen some scenes with him and Jim Davis. Yeah. Really a missed opportunity. It is, yeah. Um, and then we cut to Clayton. He cannot get a hold of Williamson. So he talks to his assistant, who it becomes pretty clear pretty quickly. The assistant actually doesn't know anything about any of this. And he's just like, no, we sent your oil to you. And he's like, but I didn't get it. So what's going on? And then he looks at the paper and he's like, oh, Oh, your uh, name is literally went out on the f- crossed out. It went out on the fifteenth. Your name is literally went crossed out. On the fifteenth. <laughs> your name is crossed out. It's, mm. it's really crossed out. And Sue Ellen took a car to town. Apparently, yes. And we find out pretty quickly where Sue Ellen went because she arrives at Ewing Oil. Pretty oh. pissed. Erk. And what does Jr. say to her? What the hell are you doing here? I'm just kidding. 
Well, the prodigal returns. But she has come for some goddamn answers. Yeah. She's like, she knows that he was the one who bought the oil. The only one who knows JR better than JR is Sue Ellen. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. She knows how to read him. So, anyway, he starts giving her, he just starts giving digs to her about not getting any from Dusty. Like, that's all he can say (laughs) is basically like, oh, you're not getting any. So, that's so awful. I know. That's like the dumbest insult. Ring that bell. That is, yeah. I would have said, well, your dick's going to fall off because you fuck everything that walks. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. So true. Right? Right? (laughs) No, it's so true. We find out. JR's nope rope is going to be no longer a rope. His nope rope is going to be, never mind. A thread. (laughs) (laughs) Unraveled. Threadbare. 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 Oh, God. Uh, and it's, so we find out that the actual court hearing is next week and JR's like, I always get what I want. So, uh, and she's like, not this time. And then he was just like, okay, whatever. And then, so she walks out, but as soon as she walks out, his face does not look so confident. So Ellen's getting us some backbone. Yep. She is. He doesn't like that. Nope. She has backbone because she has the backing of a someone that is equally as powerful as jr and not only that he, he i don't think he realizes that she has been listening and to him and watching him for well over a decade so she knows what she's dealing with and she can play his game just as well as he can she has more confidence with the obviously with the farlows behind her because if she were in the wind on her own she wouldn't really know what to do she's at this point, in maybe, but she's starting. She's starting to figure it out, though, and I feel like that's also so. Jr. knows that. Okay, she has confidence because she has these other people, but what he's not understanding is she's starting to get her own confidence too, and it's and it's starting low. But he's not even noticing that yet. And it's going to take him really off guard too, because yeah. you're right. She she's getting the confidence from all these like little things but mm-hmm. later you see every season she gets a little bit more because she's starting to get to know herself because she never really knew right. that before and what she's capable of and right. and she's just we're seeing the baby the baby steps seeds of it right now and i like it and she she's graduated from dr elby's haircut God, right yeah i don't think haircut. she's seeing dr elby anymore because we don't see him so no Nope, Jeff Cooper is Why is it Pam seeing him? Right. I don't know. Because she's seeing Dr. Conrad. She's seeing Dr. Conrad. Dagmara. Because she needs more of a specialist. Have you ever met anyone, heard anyone named Dagmara before? Is that the only time? I've never heard that name before. Dagmara. Yeah. No, that's a great name. I don't know what that's from, but. Very unique. Speaking of Dagmara, um, she, I think, looks like. I was like, who does she remind me of? She reminds me of Glenn Close. She does. She does. Just suddenly her looks. Yeah. Her looks. It just really reminds me of Glenn Close. And it was around this time that she was also pulling some double duty on St. Elsewhere. I feel like everybody was on. It's one of those shows that like everyone guest starred on because I had a lot of guest stars like that and like hotel. You remember like, remember. um, Well, I watched, I watched one the other. I've been, I'm watching a two-parter recently with, um. He's credited as George Petrie, who played Harv Smithfield, yeah. instead of George O. Petrie. You know, ER and like Melrose but, uh, Place always had a lot of guest stars on it. You know what I mean? Like, and 920. Callie was on that. 920. Priscilla Presley on Melrose Place. That's right. Anyway, so then we cut to Lucy, and she wants to talk to Miss Ellie. And she's leaving for Houston with one bag. Yeah, because she's like, they have all my clothes there. I don't need any. I don't need much, which is probably true. And so she mm-hmm. updates she updates Ellie on the situation with Mitch. And then Ellie is kind of like, well, is he taking it because it's something he wants to do or because he thinks like that's going to be a way to get money to be with you? And Lucy doesn't know. And Ellie worries like if he does that, that could in the end, just to let you know, make him be a little resentful. But if you didn't do anything to pressure him, then, you know. There's nothing you can do about that because he made that choice and some things are out of your control. It's out of her hands. Yep. And then then the limo pulls up conveniently and we leave with a shot of Ellie with a 
worried look on her face, wordlessly emoting. Oh, yes. So we must drink. Yes. drink. Yes. Oh, Ellie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just want to say that I love the relationship between Ellie and Lucy and mm-hmm. what we, the relationship we see amongst them because we don't get a lot of close female relationships a lot on the show. So I just wanted to point that out that I like seeing it. I don't think there's really any other ones. I mean, Pam and Lucy Wellen grow a little bit closer. Later on, I think the dream season, we actually do get to see some things, which I know Leonard Katzman was pissed about. Who? Okay. Spoiler. I mean, like, Jenna and uh, Miss Ellie and Donna, they all had, like, heart-to-heart moments where they actually talked about things. like Girl things. Like, feelings. And I know that was a thing I heard that Caswin was pissed about because he didn't want to hear about any lady's feelings. He's a man's <laughs> <So>. man. <laughs> no. It's a male chauvinist show. Well, uh. he's a male chauvinist making a show. I don't think it completely translates, but he would like oh. it to. And I'm just, yeah, I'm just putting my feelings on that. That is correct. Anyway. Then we find out that Farlow Refineries has had to lay off over 100 people so far. And next week it might be over 700 if we don't figure some shit out. And he tells Masters to hold off on those pink slips. Yep. Yeah, that's it's not it's not a good situation. Because mm. people are cutting back on cut, pumping crude around the world because there's a surplus. Mm-hmm. So when there's a surplus, obviously you're not gonna, there's no need to bring it out of the ground. Right. So it's just a slowdown. Yep. But the price of oil is still still fine. Still fine at the moment. Still fine. Yep. Um, so then Senator Dixon visits Bobby and he complains that basically Bobby hasn't been doing his job. He's like, I know your wife is sick. Like, I get that. We all feel bad for you. But also, like, we need to see you in Austin for actual votes to do your job. Yes. Uh, Bobby goes, he doesn't need a lecture. Though Senator Dixon goes... You might need a favor in the future, so you really need because right. he didn't show up for the vote, and you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back, but you're not scratching any backs right, right. now because you're yep. preoccupied. Mm-hmm. So, yep. so he leaves, and then Jordan shows up, and here's the kicker from Jordan Lee. He went to a doctor after talking with Bobby. Now, the baby has AB blood, which, which I have myself, so maybe I could be the father. Um, Kristen had A blood. Jordan has type O blood, which means he ain't the baby daddy. Nope. Scratch him off the list of Kristen's conquests Hmm. that could have fathered this child. On to the next Mm -hmm, person. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Jordan, you slippery devil. And I love Bobby's face at the end of that scene, too. Just like the close-up of his face. Like, he's shocked. Because he just knew that was Jordan's baby. So then Sue Ellen arrives home to Southern Cross. She's driving. She's driving in a a uh, what Sarah calls uh, the effing wagon. For sure. Yeah. Southern Cross has their own version of that wagon. Yeah. All all of the different ranches have their own fucking wagons. I guess. It's probably the actual same car. Is my guess. The same fucking wagon. <laughs> they just put a Southern Cross thing on the side. Yeah. Budget stuff, you know. <laughs> Southern, just took the Southern Cross look. And D- Dusty comes rushing to greet her, like she's just come back from war. Or he really something does. Like He's that. like, it's been seven hours, and I haven't seen you, Swellin. Where, Swellin? Where are you hiding? Oh my God, I'm so, I was I was up in the 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 perch watching for. For the ships to come from sea, and I've been waiting for you. Where are you? So she's basically like, "Look, I know that it's Jr. fucking with you," and uh, Clayton's like, "Well, yeah, I assumed it was, but you actually know that for a fact." She's like, "Oh yeah, fuck yeah, no, yep, I know." And then she thanks them for being so cool to her because um, she was like, "Look, you guys have been awesome. He's fucking with you because of me." So. I'm going to take John Ross and we're going to leave. You guys have been amazing, but we're going to leave. We got to, we got to bounce because this, this isn't. Oh my God. But we have to drink again because Afton is goddamn singing again. Holy fuck. How many times is she going to sing? She's, 
she's coming to get you and doesn't want to play that game any longer. She's always singing her feelings. She always has songs that are all about her own feelings. I'm like, okay. Unlike Lisa Hartman on Knott's Landing, who is taking other people's songs, covering them, and preventing them from being released on DVD. (laughs) God damn it, Lisa Hartman. Thank you, Lisa Hartman. Good job. (laughs) Sorry, hear my wine. There you go. One in a box. (laughs) That's why... that's why CG ended up killed. Anyway, <laughs> exactly. That's story. Right. So then Cliff shows, while she's singing, uh, Cliff shows up with a lady. And by the way, I love Apton's dress in this scene. It's like long black and it's like one of those 80s, like one sleeve is like a long sleeve and the other has no sleeve. Like so a Halston, a Halston yes. classic. And I, I, so good, so good. I like the I like the little poster behind her of of saying that she's performing. Oh right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in case you didn't know, just in case you didn't. Just, the only person that sings it is Lounge, right? <laughs> yes. Ten thousand nights only. And Cl- Cliff date wants a mai tai, and Cliff goes. You don't order a drink like that and a joint like this. And then he's right because a bartender makes fun of him for ordering a Mai Tai. And I think that's hilarious. <laughs> well, and who's the girlfriend? I think she's just, I think Cliff is just bringing her there to make Afton jealous. I, or to test the waters uh, with Afton. That's, yeah. that's what I think. Because he doesn't even, he calls her his girlfriend, but she, we, I don't she's know. She's like, who's the boss? He calls her that so he could take her home and sleep with her. And then oh, he's not going to call true. her that later. God, wake that's up, girlfriend. True. She never gets a name. She never gets a name. She doesn't even think, get a name. So. Exactly then, why she's not a girlfriend. She's a whole. And- Sorry. Wow. wow. So, what's wrong with me tonight? <laughs> Damn. Excuse me. She has a sex worker. I'm very bitter wow. this week. I'm not quite sure what it's happening. <laughs> She's charging Cliff by the hour. There you but, go. Um, Afton, Afton comes up and says, uh, she, she talks about how Cliff still has no future. Well, first she's like, what are you doing here? And then he's like, this was my watering hole before you were here, and it will be after you were here, too. So, whatever. That may be soon, because she thinks she's getting uh, bumped up from JR. Right, right, right. getting bumped up. And he... <laughs> some of the other finer hotels and in town. he calls her on that, too. He's like, oh, JR's going to give you a better deal? And she's just like, oh. So then she just calls him on, and she's like, look, Cliff. Like, you're just a guy with no... Fe- you're a nice guy with no future. And he's like, yeah, I guess you don't read papers, do you? And she's like, uh, No. <laughs> She's like, what's that paper? What's a newspaper? Well, know, All I can do is say, the funnies. I read the comics, like Family exactly. Circus, Garfield, That took me straight back to Sarah doing that impression of Afton singing that I do that at my house, which is really sad. <laughs> it's the Cajun oh side of her coming you out. You sing Say Magnifique at your house? Hmm? You sing Say Magnifique? Say Magnifique? I sing all the time it. in the house. If there's a camera, no. well, there is. If there was cameras in my house, y'all would have like total outtakes of me. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I have a whole dance for. I have a whole dance routine. You have a whole robot dance for it. Oh my god! I have a whole. Oh, I mean, like amazing. swinging the flag and this. I have a whole. You, yeah, I get down on one knee. Everything. And we should come. I need a party with this girl. I think we should come up with a list of all of the Dallas uh, cast members that sing. Ooh. And some of the material they've put out. Wait, sing in real life? Like have albums? Deb Trinelli has Even no Christmas albums. albums. Uh, I have a Coward Kill album. Coward I know you said Where? that one day and I looked for it and you can barely find it. And it's like expensive. I got it for like 25 cents and clearance in a place because nobody knew what it was. I was looking for it the other, not the other day. It was like the last time you said it, I was just Googling it or something. Cliff says, if you ever want to know about Wentworth Industries, right. give him a call. It's not like she could just Google it, you know? That's true. It is Back true. Then she'd be like, she'd hey, have to go to a library Wentworth? and figure that out. <laughs> I and love I libraries. Afton, I don't think Afton spends a lot of time in libraries. Just saying. Look, I love the smell catalog. of books. I do love That's it. That's why I don't use my Kindle and everything. Cause I like to read books. Like I like to smell books. That's so weird. But I do. I like to smell no, books. No, it's not. I, I totally get that. But I do have a Kindle too, so I can read it. I it's better than smelling dirty gym socks Ooh, or something maybe like that. I love that. vinegar. I know, but, um, then we have another scene of, of Ray and Donna arriving as Bobby is leaving. And he says he's 
going to the see Pam's doctor. Now take note of that. And they immediately run into Jr. And um, he's reading the paper and seems to be happy about the fact that the price of oil is dropping. No, it's still stable right is now. Is it? I thought he said it was dropping. Yeah, it's still. Oh, it's stable. No, okay. it, it's still My steady. Bad. I thought he said still, still steady. Right. So, but Jock has called, and there's a really bad connection with Ellie. I like the line though that uh, Jr. says to Ray. He goes, "If you were a genuine Ewing with oil in your veins instead of fertilizer, you'd know that." Uh, <laughs> and the Ray does that thing where he's like about to get up, and like Donna like grabs, and she's like, "Ray, Ray, no, no, Ray, 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 he's not worth it. He's not worth it, Ray, Ray, oh Ray." Donna can't make the senior way meeting because she's flying with Rye to uh, right. see about San Antonio. San Antonio. Hi, Rye. <laughs> By the way, I missed this part earlier, but that fucking hat. Oh my god. Which that hat? big that giant ass hat she was wearing. Oh that uh, Donna, Donna, Donna wears big hats a lot. That's Donna's yeah, thing. I, I love that. when she slicks her hair back and wears the big hats and she's like, oh, yeah. fancy ass bitch. She is. <laughs> yes. And then and then JR says to her as she's leaving, Well, I'm sure Sam Culver would be rolling over in his grave if he knew that if he knew that you had uh, given all his hard earned money to some cowboy or and something. Then we have to drink twice because we get our very first someone being pushed into the South Fork pool. Out of anger. So, that's Drink two twice. drinks, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, mm. oh, please. So good. And then, because Donna pushes JR, and then Ellie giggles. Oh, her And JR says, well, Donna, don't go away, man. Miss Ellie's reaction was everything. Sarah- yeah. <laughs> she was like, hee, 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 hee. Mm-hmm. And he deserved it. I wonder how long it. I wonder how long it took for them to dry clean that suit after uh, Hagman got pushed in the pool. <laughs> I don't know. And then Faraday meets with Bobby, and then Bobby just is like, "Look, Jordan can't be the father because of blood tests." And um, then he says he wants to see the baby, and Faraday's like, "No, no, yeah. no, no, no." Yeah, no, no deal. And no deal. I don't feel like any of this makes sense. This whole thing with Bobby and Faraday. Because, like, I don't understand why he doesn't just go to Suellen, why Bobby isn't encouraged. Like, why doesn't he just go to Suellen? Because he was like, well, then she'll just take away the baby. But why? So why doesn't Bobby go to Suellen, tell her about the whole situation, get her involved to get the baby? I don't get it. That's one thing and, I never understood. But uh, No, I didn't either. Because it doesn't make but, sense. But he also doesn't know that Suellen believes JR is the father. But we don't know no. anything about Jair being a father because we think Jordan was a father, but it's Suellen's sister. So she would have a lot more. She would be able to get the baby. If the whole thing is to get the baby, she would, she's an actual blood relative of Kristen. So she, she could get the baby. Wait, who's the but, but she, remember gotcha. when, but remember in New Beginnings when Kristen called and said she had had a baby and she was right. like, well, Jr., you have another son. And now... I think she she did say something right after Kristen died. Like, what about the what about her baby? Okay, so yeah, so Suellen, but Bobby doesn't know about Jr. being the so father. Bobby, but Bobby doesn't know. Knows, but Bobby knows that he does. But Bobby knows that Suellen is Kristen's sister. So I don't understand why Bobby, who's trying to figure get this baby or whatever, or like find more information about this baby, doesn't go to Suellen. Tell Suellen, hey, this guy says that Kristen has a baby. Uh. And then Sue Ellen would be like, oh, shit, yeah, the baby. And then uh-huh. would be able to get custody of the baby. I don't – so it doesn't make sense to me. All Why Bobby does not do that. Stay tuned. <laughs> it seems Sue Ellen – now that Sue Ellen is with Dusty, she's into other storylines. And Kristen is a thing of the past, so she doesn't have I'm to just, think about I'm just, anything like, bringing common sense into it because then Bobby is this yeah. whole – Oh, yes. I think Bobby's people are going like, to notice it. Because Bobby's like, well, what if I call the cops? And then, and then Faraday's like, well, she gave me, like, she gave me custody. She told me I could watch the baby, so you got nothing. I can watch the baby. That's not custody. I was like, he's like, oh yeah, oh okay. I was like, guess I can't do that. I'm like, Bobby, use your fucking head. I don't. Why are you so? Why are you so pretty but so dumb? 
I guess I was I wasn't using my head or getting ahead of myself a little bit because this is this is a plot point. It almost feels like your your point they were thinking of but shelved it. Right. Spoiler: This comes up again in the season. Right. They're just dragging it out, and I'm just saying this is common sense. If what Bobby's trying to accomplish, he could have done right this second, but he's just not using his brain. He's not using that pretty head of his. <laughs> He might be distracted with Pam's situation to be thinking uh, too completely. He seems pretty wrapped up again, in it, though. I'm just saying. But then again, when Pam was missing, he went back to the office while they were looking for her. No shit. I was just thinking that. Right. Dumbass. Right. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> and so, <laughs> Sorry. Not you. So Bobby um, learns that there was a trust fund that was paying... Surprise, surprise, $2,000 a month for almost a what? year. That is the magic number. It is. Bobby wants to see the checks. Faraday says, okay, in two hours at Esplanade um, at Fair Park for another, surprise, surprise, $2,000 $2, it's going to cost mm -hmm, him. Mm -hmm. uh -huh, uh -huh. So we got to Pam in therapy, but she's just literally not talking at all. First, she thinks she's wasting Dr. Conrad's time yet again mm -hmm. and that she's fine. And then once she starts recounting her visit with Rebecca and Cliff, she goes. Yeah, shit gets real. Down, down, the, down the rabbit <laughs> shit, hole. Shit gets real in therapy. Real quick. <laughs> she's yeah. cray cray. And then she like just cut. She ta starts talking about her childhood. And then Dr. Dixon just like cuts it off and like sends her back to her room, which I thought was weird. But then she calls Bobby. And says we need to talk. But wasn't Bobby going there to talk yes, to her Bobby first? Bobby was going there to talk to her. So I don't know what happened. That, that's a little screw up in yeah, the writing. Yeah, it I totally think. is. Um, and then we cut to Clayton. He comes home and and Dusty says. Dusty Dusty doesn't hobble over because he's he's not waiting for him like he's waiting for Sue right. Ellen. <laughs> and Dusty's just like, you don't look happy. And Clayton's like, I don't want to talk about it. All right. And then Jr. is gets the last of the uh, tank farms, and he wants Sly to write out a check to uh, Edwards rental for Edwards rental fee, Elwood's rental fee. Mm -hmm. And um, Jr. tells her to get Clayton Farlow on the phone, and they arrange a meeting for tomorrow at 10 a.m. at the West Side room. At the at the West Side room. The West Side room. room. The West Side room. <laughs> West side, east side, yo, word. West end girls. West end girls. That's my favorite roller skating song. Oh, yes. Yes. The ones you get on one leg. Boom. Shoot the duck. And then the spinch. I can't do anymore. Me either. I tried. It was very bad. Please get me on a pair of inline soon. Oh, I like the quad skates. Amazing. I can't do the inline. I just bought a brand new quad skate. Just a little diversion. I bought like proper, like really good ones. And I want That's so cool. Okay. So Dr. Conrad thinks Pam is going into full blown psychotic depression. I called that a year ago. Dun, 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 dun. So no longer is she Pammy saves the world. She is Pammy spinning out of control. In this uh, 100%. Point. Um, so she asked Bobby about Pam's early life. She's like, I, like, I don't know if she's going to be okay, but I really need to know about her early life. So then Bobby gives her the lowdown about everything that happened. And uh, so she's just like the look on her face. She's just like, oh, so this and this and this. And then what she's saying back is just like all the, all the childhood trauma and abandonment issues and all that. Hutch McKinney's her father. She lost all three parents, mm -hmm. one to being murdered, <laughs> murdered by a man that she thought was her own father, but her father wasn't really her father. Also, yeah. drank himself to death, right. and the mother ran away and was thought to be. Uh, grew up in an alcoholic one parent household, not healthy. Yeah. Um, and she said she's at a really critical oh. stage, and she's not positive that she can just easily get well. Like, it's this is going to be a road. You know who would you know who would snap her out of it? They have to bring back cousin Jimmy. Oh, yeah, cousin Jimmy, <laughs> gone. The actor of which who turns up in a later season in another role. Really? Okay, that's yeah. interesting. Yes. 
Um, but anyway, she says, look, her whole thing where she's wanting to have a baby is her trying to parent. Like, she wants to parent little Pam. So, like, uh-huh. that's maybe not the healthiest thing because she's not, like, going to be in a healthy place to be a parent. She's trying to parent herself to, like, get herself through this. So that's not a good idea. And then she says, look, Pam hasn't told me any of this stuff. You just told me all for So she might be pretty pissed at you for telling us, for telling me her, her secrets. So just warning you. Because she's going to have to, if it comes up, she's going to have to tell Pam where she learned this information. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Honesty. Yep. Such a lonely word. <laughs> and then Faraday's using a thing called a payphone and um, calling JR's office and not getting through. No, Bobby's office. Bobby's, Bobby's office? office? Oh, sorry. He's calling Bobby. I thought he was calling JR. Okay. He's no, calling Bob, Bobby's Bo- office. Yeah, because Bobby has not shown up for their meeting two hours later. Oh, he okay. Blew out and he, w- he went to see Dr. Dagmara right. Conrad. Okay. So I rewound this scene twice to watch it because I didn't quite understand what was happening. But okay, that makes sense now because he missed the meeting. Yeah. Okay. Because they were going to meet two hours later so that he could buy the. Right, 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 right. Yep. What? Buy yep. what? A refinery? No, I'm just kidding. A refinery. <laughs> <laughs> you could buy the bank checks. <laughs> buy, those bank, buy those bank checks from the Kristen's quote unquote trust fund. Right. Hmm. So we cut to Ray and Donna in a field. Out here in the fields, I fight for my deals. They're all like, this all looks great. Everything looks amazing. And then the architect, Neil, shows up. Neil Hart, yes. And what's the first thing he asks about? Soil and drainage report. And they're like, Hmm. uh, yeah, we don't don't have that so much. And then he's just like. What is that? You don't have a soil and drainage report? Mm, okay. Well, you maybe you we can figure it out. Slams? I didn't know to like, get that. Right. <laughs> Come on now. Whoops. Whoops. You know those permits and things you got when you built your house, dude? I mean. They leave, and then he's all dressed in his nice suit, and he bends down the field, and he starts sniffing Smelling the dirt. the dirt. Yeah. All right. I'm like, uh, what, what is this like? What do you think like, you are? Uh, digger barns? Digger barns? Oh. Right. Mm-hmm. I can smell oil. <laughs> I can smell oil. Smell it. My son Cliff, the Barnacle Barnes. Yeah. <laughs> Ellie's on the phone with Jock, and then she puts Jr. on to talk to him, and leaves the room because mm-hmm. Jr. is alone. Mm-hmm. And Jock just gives him the progress on the Farlows and mm-hmm. what's going on there, and says that uh, when Jock comes home, John Ross will be there, and they'll be a happy family. One big happy family. One big happy family. Next morning, Ellie and Bobby are at breakfast. Um, and Bobby tells her that he just drove around last night and like how Watch the moon come up at White Rock Lake. Yeah. I just miss Pam so much. So much. And then he's basically then he just tells her about Pam's deal. Like she might not get well. And I know that the doctor told me it's a bad idea to have a baby, but I think the only way to heal Pam is to get her a baby. Okay, Dr. Bobby. Bobby and Ellie's like, ah, this maybe sounds like maybe that's not the best idea, Bobby. And um, she's agreeing with the doctor. And, um, and I agree with Ellie. So thank you, Ellie, because I agree with you. Give, give Dr. Conrad some time because it's only been a little bit. Right. She's like, so like, let's give the doctor some time before you bring a child into this already you're not, messed up situation. You're not going to fix a lifetime of trauma in five minutes. No. Right. And if he says it's a bad idea, but you're saying it is, you're not Dr. Bobby. Right. Bobby, that's not a spinoff show you're getting. No. You might be able to exactly. be a, detect- a exactly. detective and save Lucy. And you might be able to be Lucy's therapist, but no. No, no, no. no. So then the big (sighs) meeting with Clayton and JR. Oof. This is their first uh, real. Uh huh. And JR just starts off gloating like a motherfucker. Yeah. Just gloating. He he lays out his terms. Mm -hmm. And what might those terms be? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I, I didn't write down the terms. Go ahead. The terms are. I don't know. <laughs> what are the, t- the, terms the terms are. are I don't know the terms. Fuck. What you, throw, <laughs> you throw 
you get Sue Ellen and John Ross off the Southern Cross Ranch, and you get your oil. Right. And, and Clayton's kind of like, for, for, fuck you. For the no. raise price, Clayton. because because he knows, Clayton knows that JR bought the oil for a larger price. So he's like, so you want me to pay you more money because you paid a higher price for the oil plus Sue Ellen. Mm. Okay. And and Clayton says, so what makes you think Sue Ellen's going to come running back to you? And he goes, oh, I don't give a damn about Sue Ellen. I just want my kid back. Mm-hmm. He's such mm-hmm. an asshole. Ding, 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 ding. Oh. Let's just drink. You are the whole ass. He, he is the whole ass. Yeah. And JR and Clayton says, yeah, no deal. No deal. And JR says he'll break him. And he says, better men than you have tried. <laughs> oh, by the way, JR, do you know why I was late for this meeting? It's a very interesting thing going on. The price of oil is dropping. Whoops. It's dropped by a dollar a barrel already, and it's going down so if you sit on all that crude when your daddy comes home there might not be a ewing oil left freeze frame on a word jr clayton out and he just like drops the mic and walks out and see and see and because jr we have jr's face do we have to drink yeah. Isn't it when it's not JR's face or is it when it's JR's face? I mean, that's the second, that's the second that's the time in a row I think it's been his face. When, it, when he smirks or something. When he has, oh, right. When he smirks. And, um, and he's, but yeah. he's worried. Okay. So we'll just drink. He's worried. So we'll drink because it's JR's face, but he's not smirking. So that's, that's only one. We're kidding. We're just going to drink because we want to drink. All right. Melanie, fine. drink. Oh, okay. yeah. Melanie has a drink at the refinery. <laughs> no, the fact that you had to tell me to drink is funny. Yeah. So I give this 4.4 bourbons and Afton's one arm dress. I give it a 4.25. I like that one. Uh, and uh, a soil sample. Mm. I am going with a 4.5. We had some, we had some stuff going on here no, in this bleh. episode. Some confrontations, some one-liners, some Jr. getting thrown and shoved in the pool. That's yeah, true. That was, that was, that was uh-huh. I didn't just count Jr. getting shoved in the pool. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to give it a stockpile of oil as the prices continue to drop. Okay. I'm. I wrote down four point two five as well, and I believe Afton needs a dual-purpose paper bag that she can either throw up in or put over Von Leland's head. Oh, oh yes, that's very a good, good call. one for sure. Yes, Melanie yeah. got the award on that one. Yeah, is it like yeah. one of those air, airplane barf bags? Yes. yes, but a bigger one. Yes. Yeah, it's got a fit that stupid way bigger one. one. Oh can, my you god, can pit it over his head. <laughs> but just it's like a happy place she can go to in her brain. Just like I'm not here. Not here. She can she can yes. take somebody's face on the front. Oh my god, cliffs. When like she us. was like, he makes my sin cr- skin crawl. He makes me sick. I was just like, barf yeah. bag. Can you but imagine? Yeah. Good idea. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining us tonight. We have a bunch of other places you can find us, which is Patreon, patreon.com slash Ewing BBQ. We have merch on bit.ly slash Ewing BBQ merch. You can donate to the Jim Davis Memorial and bit.ly slash Jim Davis Memorial. We have a Facebook, we have an Instagram, which is Ewing BBQ, and a Twitter, which is BBQ Ewing. We, for some reason, are getting a lot of people joining our Facebook group lately, and that's pretty darn cool. Like, a lot of people. So, and you should also check out um, that Our 80s Life, if you wanted to, to check out. They they have a podcast, they have um, a YouTube channel, and an Instagram where they go and they look at, they had did a bunch of Dallas locations. They show you what it looks like now in real life. And then they also did all the candy stuff too. So I don't know. I, I'm just giving them a plug because they're awesome. It's Instagram.com slash our 80s life. And then they have a website, which is our 80s life.com. Just, just give it a little check out. And also all of this information is in your show notes. So, And definitive Dallas did clarify that, Dr. Waring's house was Rebecca's house in okay, Houston. Okay, I knew I'd seen it somewhere. I thought it was Rebecca's house. Yeah. Which surprises me that they would reuse that, that house quick. so right. soon after. Yeah. But they figure people are never going to watch but, it more than the one time. They're never going to know. 
Right. But it, yeah, but it definitely was not the house uh, that Pam had right, in right, later right. seasons. Which, but I was, was still right about video. the W on the. You were. You would definitely wear. Yeah. I knew I'd seen it somewhere. Wearing Wentworth. Mm-hmm. Wearing yep. and Wentworth, both W's. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. <sighs> Catch us next time. Until then, bye. Bye, y'all. When the episode we talk about is the split. So y'all come back now. You hear? But y'all don't go away mad. Right. 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 Next on Dallas. I thought maybe we could do some business together. What business could we possibly do together? How about pin the tail on the Ewing? It's J.R. Ewing here. So? I'd like to meet with you. Sit down, talk a little. There's nothing to talk about. Are you afraid to meet with me? When I was on top of that building, I didn't even realize where I was. Everything just felt empty. I can't give birth to my own child. I can't adopt. How long do you think she's going to stay with a sexual washout? You are a disgusting man, Ewing. You think I don't realize what kind of cheap trick you're pulling here? Maybe a trick, but it's certainly the truth.